Okay, hi, this is Tony Mormino with Insight Partners, and welcome to the Engineers HVAC podcast, where we work to give back to the HVAC community by sharing our HVAC application and design experience. In this live recording of episode 46, our topic is Humanizing HVAC, a guide for mechanical engineers in a technical world. This podcast does qualify for PDH credits in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Please email me and I will get you the certificate. We'll put up our email address. If you're watching this or listening to this at a later date, then check the description of this podcast and or YouTube video and my email in there. You can email me as well. Please check with your local you know, PE authorities whether mm -hmm. this qualifies in your state or not. I know all states are different. Mm -hmm. um, I know North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, you're covered. So, okay. All right. So thank you for joining us. Our guest today is Kareen LeBlanc, mechanical engineer, best-selling author, international speaker, and national sales manager at iAir. Kareen served on the board of directors for ASHRAE from 2014 to 2017 and holds the distinction of becoming the first female Region X director and regional chair since 1959. She is the past president of the National Speaker Association of Los Angeles chapter. She has received the ASHRAE Distinguished Service Award and John F. James International Award. Kareen is a certified John Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker, a certified behavioral analysis consultant, a heroic public speaking graduate alumni, and an e-speakers certified virtual presenter. She has also published a book called How to Be Human in a Technical World, which is available on Amazon, and we'll show you how to get that. Oh, she's got a copy right there. <laughs> Ready to go. Good, good. Well, welcome, Kareen. We, we, we're glad you're here. Thank you, Tony. So excited. Finally, I made it to your podcast. Finally. <laughs> Today's a special day. <laughs> oh, man. We're, we're honored to have you. I mean, this is really nice. So, um, yeah. You, okay. So, yeah. So, we're glad you're here. And we do. It's funny. We were talking about this earlier, right? So, we do a lot of our presentations are technical in nature because, you know, it's important stuff, psychometrics, pump curves, you know, dehumidification. Um, it couldn't be more boring, but it is super important. So, it's nice. We've, we've kind of trying to we're trying to do what you're trying to teach everybody, like be more human in a technical world. And, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but Kareen like reached out to me a couple of months ago and said, Hey, I'm glad to come on your podcast. So, well, we only teach, you know, we're just teaching technical stuff. And I thought about it after I was like, God, this is so, like, why would I do this? So I felt super, super bad. So I publicly apologized for like not jumping on that. So then I, I took the initiative and, and uh, reached out to Kareen and said, yes, come on our show, man. This is great. So we'd love to have you. So thank you for being here. You came around, Tony, so no problem. <laughs> it would be a problem if you would have not changed because of a big ego or something, but actually um, it uh, made a big difference. So I'm glad that you reached out. I was like, oh, yay, finally I made it. <laughs> There's a lesson there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. So, yeah. So I thought what we talk about is, you know, obviously the book and maybe we could talk about like what our technical skills um, why are they important? Then how does, how does, well, what are human skills, excuse me, um, why are they important? And if someone wants more of them, how do they get them? So why don't we start with the, with the what, like when we're saying human skills, what are we talking about? Well, basically it's all related to emotional intelligence, right? So okay. how I see it, I heard from a friend, uh, Benoit Chalif, who is French Canadian, and I really liked the way he, he explained it to me. He, he told me basically, you know, when you go on a construction site and you have that, those big toolbox, you know, in my mind, they're big red toolbox. So that would be your emotional intelligence. 
And mm. in that toolbox, you get all the tools and the tools are basically the human skills. So this is how I, I like to think of it. So the, the emotional intelligence requires a lot of human skills to make it work, basically. So if you have a toolbox right. and you don't have the tools inside, then there's no point. So this is how I like to explain it. What would one of the, I know we're going to get into this a little bit further, but what would one of the tools be? Like what, what would one of those be? Um, self-control can be, you know, one mm. of those tools, for example. But um, I think it's important to define um, what is emotional intelligence, right? First, it's like when I give my presentation around the Ashri community, that's one of the first questions that I ask. I start by saying, hey, what do you guys think is emotional intelligence mm -hmm. called EQ? I think that was uh, one of the things. So what do you think it is, Tony? What do you think yeah, emotional intelligence is? I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm yeah, so I don't, you know, it's funny. I had that question down here, like EQ and emotional intelligence. So I think of it as um, being a grown-up, maybe, playing nice, getting along with others, um, uh, you know, being a little selfless and more for the team than for yourself, those kind of things. Am I on track there? I hope yeah. so. Yeah. You're good. You're very good. Actually, you gave a lot more than I usually get. And uh, in the settings, usually during the presentations, what I hear, the, the key word that I hear all the time is having empathy. Mm. So when I ask what is emotional intelligence, usually people are like, oh, to have empathy. And um, the way I like to explain it, like the, the correct response is basically emotional intelligence is understanding and managing the emotion within yourself and within others. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you need to understand. And then once you understand it, how do you manage your emotions? And you need to start with yourself. And after you took care of yourself, what about others, the social mm -hmm. part? And one thing I want to point out is emotional intelligence is not always being in a good mood. Okay, so... Every lot right, of people thinking right. like, oh yeah, emotional intelligence, you have to be in a good mood. Well, that's not it. Emotional intelligence is basically knowing when the emotions show up, mm -hmm. okay, and uh, what to do with it. Because, you know, when you think about it, we're human, we feel, it's normal. So we all right. have those days that we freak out or, but the emotional intelligence is knowing when those emotions shows up and how you respond, how you react to those so, so acting right. in a different way than you're feeling sometimes. Yes. Or thinking, right? hey, am yeah. I overreacting right now? Should I do that road rage? This person cut me off. Should I be mad? Should I ruin my day or not? <laughs> right, right. Pausing comes to mind when I hear that. Like my, my friend told me once, it's almost better almost always to say as little as possible <laughs> in situations, especially when you're not feeling it, you know? So... Yes. Anyway, good inf good information there. So that so intelligent emotional intelligence. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. Why is that important? Are we at a point where we should talk about that part? Sure. So why is it important? If I ask you, do you know anybody that you think lacks emotional intelligence? Somebody that may be. Um, aggressive or think that people are oversensitive 
or uh, somebody who gets in a lot of arguments, um, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody you're afraid of talking because you're like, oh my God, are they going to jump today or not? You know, mm. it's like you're always walking on eggshell or you have to put your white glove when you're going to go see that person. You're like, oh my right. God, is it a good day or not? <laughs> Do you or know somebody you like the, that? When, Tony? A, when your phone rings and then your stomach is like, oh gosh, I got to answer this call. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody yes. I work with, by the way. I'm lucky to have that. I don't have that, but I used to have some customers that, you know, when they called, I was like, oosh. Yeah. So I totally understand. Yeah. It's tough, right? So, if you work with somebody like this, then you show up at work and then, you know, either you don't want to go to work, you mm-hmm. know, because you don't want to work with those people because you're stressed out, you're afraid, and then your productivity goes down because your your brain is thinking more about this, about not making a mistake, not being yelled at. Um, so when you lack it, I like to say like, um, uh, the emotional intelligence basically is who wants to work basically with somebody who likes it, basically. Right, okay, right. So you can have the most intelligent person in the world, but if nobody wants to work with that person, then what's the point? Absolutely. I hear you 100%. Right. So it's not good for your career if you're the guy who's the lacking the emotional intelligence and it's not good for anybody around you. And yep. Yeah, exactly. So the productivity goes down, the retention, so you get more turnover. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's just not fun. So it's not fun. And you want to work with people who got your back, who are team members. You don't want to cringe every time you walk. Like who, like you said, I was listening to your book. I was listening to some highlights earlier. I listened to it over vacation a few weeks ago, but it was like, who wants to walk into someone's office, like cringing, you know, thinking, Oh my gosh, I got to talk to so-and-so. And yeah. So exactly. super important. Yep. Exactly. And we know that nowadays it's so hard to to attract people, good people. I think you had another podcast episode about this mm-hmm. and you know, to get like good, good technical or good engineers or just good employees in general. And we often look at their technical expertise. We're like, oh, my God, this person went to MIT and this person had this certification. They have 20 year experience. And then you're all excited and they start working and then you're like, oh my God, it's like mm-hmm. they cannot manage their stress. They're not sociable. They are not inspiring. They don't motivate their team. It's like, and now you're like, what did I do? You mm-hmm. know, but, but this person is from MIT or they have this certification or they have 20 years experience and then it goes down the drain. Yep. And um, actually, Tony, I have a, uh, a customer She's an owner and she kind of, usually when she gets like a resume, when she wants hire, she talks to me because, you know, in sales, we know, we kind of know everybody. And um, she didn't ask me about that particular person. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, Corinne, guess what? I hired this uh, new senior engineer and she was so excited. And then uh, she tells me who it is. And I'm like, oh, oh why you didn't ask me? Right. <laughs> why didn't? I just yeah. like, I don't know. This person has this, 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 this. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. I know that person. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, the, without, you know, putting that person down, but I no, think- I get it. Well, I think what you're, in, what I'm taking from that is you're stressing the importance of, and we, we just talked about this before the show, like not burning bridges, especially in the HVAC community, which is a very small community, you know, and, and, 
everyone pretty much knows that you're, you're one person away. What is that? One degree of separation or something like you're one mm -hmm. person away. So, and so many times, um, our careers are built on our reputation, you know, how we act and how we behave. And so I guess that would fall in line with emotional intelligence too, right? Yeah, exactly. And she told me later, I think the person lasted three months max. And, mm -hmm. but that was just an example of, yes, you can have the technical skills, but if you don't have the human skills, then it's not working. So right, right. I like to point out that, yes, the technical skills are important. What I'm saying is, it's not that it's not important. You want somebody who knows how to do their job or actually can learn it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if they're not coachable, if they don't want to know anything because they're supposed to know everything, then that's not better either. So mm -hmm. I believe you need the technical part and you need the human part. And when you have those two, this is where the magic happens. And right, this is why right. I call the six magic skills because when you have both of them, the magic happen and you need those skills. So what do you say to somebody who's watching this and they said, well, I don't want to walk around like all bubbly and Joe sales guy all day long. That's not me. Like, what do you say to that person who would say that? And it's fine. And I get that all mm -hmm. the time. Like when I give presentation, engineers are looking at me and I'm like asking questions. I'm, I'm animated. I laugh. And they're like... <laughs> You know, she's crazy. Like, <laughs> that person, you know? Right. And I'm like, do you understand my accent? Do you understand my right, right. I'm always worried a little bit. And uh, after I talk to them, they're like, well, Karina, I'm not bubbly. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm not asking you to right. be like that. However, uh, what I've noticed of what I've heard from a lot of um, employers is they hire for example, young engineers, and they go to work for them, and they're highly skilled, they want to learn. However, the first thing they do is they do like you. They go and they put their headphone on. Of course, you're doing your podcast. It's yeah. fine. But if I go to an engineering office and I need to work in team and I put my big headphone and I don't want to talk to anybody, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. Right. And I understand that you need to focus some time on projects and you just sure. don't want to be bothered, but there is a limit. So right. exactly. You don't need to be bubbly. As long as you can communicate, you can have good relationship, you have good collaboration, mm -hmm. then it's fine. Yeah. So when you were talking, it's so it's not like a personality change. It's more of a mature emotional maturity or intelligence. It reminds me of when when I started in, in sales and you know, because especially, especially when you go into sales, like there's this misperception that you have to be this party type guy and go golfing and, and drinking mm -hmm. beer and stuff like that, which is, you know, some people are that guy. I'm a nerdy teaching guy. I'd rather go teach psychometrics and take a guy out for beers. Like that's just, that's always just been my personality, but you can do either and still be successful and still have emotional, right? Like that's what we're talking about. And it, I think there was an analogy once in our, in our training early on was like, you look at comedians, right? There's the real dry, quiet, I'm dating myself by saying the name Bob Newhart. I doubt anybody on here even knows who that is. And then there's the, you know, gregarious type who are not that. They're loud and they're outgoing, but they're both successful. Like they're both good at their crafts and good at what they do. So kind of that kind of popped in my head when you were explaining that. So and Tony, it's funny because I see Hugh's comment and Hugh is like, Well, Corinne, we're engineers. And I'm like, Yes, so what? A lot of uh, engineers are saying, Well, I'm an engineer, therefore. I don't need to communicate or I don't have to be nice or 
you know, it's like the excuse or I have that from maybe older engineers. They're mm-hmm. like, well, I'm like this. People know me like this. So they, they deal with me. Or even some of the employees or coworkers are like, oh, yeah, Joe Smith is like that. Therefore, we're going to handle him. He's, he's, he's aggressive or he make bad jokes and we're just going to, you know, right, handle it right. because that's the way he is. However, I think that the advantage of the um, emotional intelligence is we can learn it. It's flexible. Yep. And I think we should not just put ourselves in one bucket and say, oh, well, I'm an engineer, therefore it's not that important. Or I work in construction. I did mm-hmm. a presentation in uh, Roanoke in Virginia, mm-hmm. which, by the way, when I went there, I said Roanoke, and people are like, Karine, <laughs> what are you talking about, Roanoke? <laughs> I love it. I didn't know. So I did a presentation on emotional intelligence. And after the presentation, one of the guys came and talked to me and he's like, Kareen, I'm a contractor. If I don't put that face, if I'm not strong, if I'm not like, I don't speak loud, I feel like people don't listen to me. I feel like I don't have credibility. It's almost like they want to hire people like that. It's almost like I have to to act like this. Mm-hmm. And I was so surprised to hear about this. I was like, wow, I, I never thought about it. But when you think yeah. about it, when you go to a job site and you go and sit in, a, you go to a meeting, you know, in one of those trailers and you mm-hmm. have the people around the table that are aggressive or point fingers and they're so like strong and they almost like they want to pick up a fight instead of working together, you know, making the project go. I feel this goes, can go such a long way versus the other because when you have that person who's aggressive, then suddenly everybody's like, they are aggressive too and they want to respond. Yep. It's really, really difficult. What a great example that is. And I've been in a lot of those construction trailers. My favorite ones are when somebody, and this person's been me before, says, you know what? We screwed this up. We need help. We need help. Here's what we got to do to fix it. And the mood just completely changes in those meetings. Like everybody's like thinking, well, we get that <laughs> because we all screw up all the time. Right. So it's like, I don't know. And that, that came to my mind when you were saying it. And you know, the thing about like, you could still, as somebody used the term kind candor, I was listening to somebody's podcast, like you could still be kind and deliver the truth to somebody, which like, look, this job, <laughs> this isn't going well for you. You know, here's some things we need to work on, but um, yeah, I love it. So I love this topic for sure. So, and it's hard, Tony, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to be able to um, control your emotion or not let the emotions control you. I should say it's hard. It's, it's so much easier to, to yell and freak out and respond and be mean. And this is the easy part, how to Mm -hmm. handle, respond, react. Then it takes a lot of controls it takes a lot of discipline. You need to know yourself. And if, if you're tired, you know, you show up to work and you know you're tired, well, you know you're going to be more reactive. So mm-hmm. if you know you're going to be more reactive, be, be calm. Try, talk to yourself and say, okay, well, I didn't sleep last night. So like if you go to the airport, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I feel like at the airport, everybody's sleep deprived. Therefore, everybody's like on edge. You can feel yeah. it. Like people are more mad than usual. I don't know what you think, Tony. Yeah, for sure. And and what's funny is, you know, you'll 
this has been my experience. You'll get better results by being calm and in control of your emotions than you will. You'll get what you're actually trying to get when you're not doing that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Does that oh, mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I explained that right, but that's been, you know, that's been my experience. So, and there, the other thing I wanted to throw in there, like get your opinion on. So extro, extroverts and introverts, right? Like I think, and I was confused about this for a lot of years. I would qual, I would classify myself as an introvert, right? And, and what that means is what I've learned is it's not a person that doesn't like people. It's just when I'm around a lot of people for a lot of time, a lot of time, it's, it depletes my energy. Like some people go into a room and I, I feel like you're this person and you love it. Like you're feeding off it. Like you're getting fueled from it. Me, I can do that. But then I want to go like to the hotel room and rest for a little. I need a nap. Like, that's just, but it doesn't mean I don't like the people or want to be around them. It just costs me energy. So that's a whole different. How does that fit into emotional intelligence? I guess just knowing that is is good, right? Well, that you bring a super important point. So thank you for bringing this up. You bring the most important point about emotional intelligence, which mm-hmm. is self-awareness. Okay, knowing yourself, that's the number one. You know, for example, that you're an introvert. You mm-hmm. know that you don't feed from energy, actually it depletes your energy. I know I feed from the crowd. However, I still need to recharge. So mm-hmm. knowing yourself is the most important. So if somebody is lacks emotional intelligence, Maybe they don't control uh, or they let their emotion control themselves. They respond too quick. They let they get into a lot of arguments. They're more aggressive. Uh, if they don't know, they're not realizing it. How are they supposed to change? Mm. Right? You don't know what you don't self-awareness, know. Self-awareness, right. Exactly. And you know how I like to explain self-awareness? You want to know? Yeah, let me hear it. So I like to explain it since we're in HVAC. It's like having a thermostat in a room. Mm. Okay, so let's say you're in your office right now, okay, and there is no thermostat. Okay, so how are you supposed or how are we supposed to know if it's hot or cold? How am I supposed to send like the proper conditioning of air? Mm -hmm. There is no thermostat, so there is no awareness. So that it's the same thing as as far as self-awareness. It's like, you need your own thermostat. Am I hot? Am I cold? What's going on with my body? If there is no thermostat, then I don't know. How am I supposed to send the right amount of air, the right temperature? And it's it's that's my explanation of yeah, like the, yeah. the self-awareness. Sometimes you another person could be your thermostat. That yes. person's my daughter a lot. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like I, I think sometimes, like you said earlier, we get caught. We it's hard to evaluate ourselves or how we are perceived by others. Like I have an image of how I think I'm perceived, and sometimes that's true, and sometimes it's not. And I think you know, and and I'd love to. We'll start here on the next section, which is how do we get more self awareness, right? Or how do we get more um, emotional intelligence? And you're touching on that with the self awareness, which is the first part. So um, I think part of that for me has been working with other people who want to grow in their career and grow in their emotional intelligence, right? It's easier that way because <laughs> I could explain a situation to somebody and they're like, no, you need to go apologize for that. You're, you're, not, being, you're not being cool with that. You know, you know, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense or not. But. Absolutely. Yeah, it's almost like um, an, an accountability partner kind of deal. Yeah, sure. And um, it's very important also to surround yourself around people that are good with their emotional intelligence. Okay, mm. like role models. I give you an example, Tony. 
Um, earlier in my career, I lacked emotional intelligence. Okay. And I was not aware that I lacked. I kind of knew deep down inside, but I thought that that was the way to make it as mm -hmm. a young female, you know, foreigner. And I was like, no, you know, I don't want to be taken advantage of. I want to show credibility. I want to show, you know, all those guys that I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, I, so I kind of changed a little bit who I was from the bubbly to more, you know, the person being controlled by emotions. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then after a while, I realized um, that that was not fun until my mentor, Mike, told me what, you know, that basically was my person like your daughter, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so we, sure. I, we went for lunch and he basically told me like, Kareen, um, what's going on with you? And I was like, what do you mean? What's going on? He's like, well, you were so bubbly, you know, and fun and smiling. And mm -hmm. now I'm like, now what? Well, you're always mad. And I was like, I'm not always mad. How dare I, you? <laughs> oh my God, I cannot believe this. Right. And um, this is when my light bulb uh, moment mm. happened. You know, this is uh, when I realized because I had the other person giving me that feedback. So mm -hmm. my thermostat was not on me or maybe it was not wired. <laughs> Something was happening. Yep. Sensor was not working. So I had somebody else, which I... Um, I considered, you know, so my mentor is not like somebody that tell me that I'm always mad. It was my mentor. So he was a role mm -hmm. model. I trust him. Um, I wanted to have his advice. I respect him. So mm. when he told me that, I was like, okay, he's right. I need to do something. I actually don't like myself. I don't like to behave like this. Mm -hmm. And then this is when I started researching and I discovered that emotional intelligence what was what I lacked basically great and now let's talk about the skill there's six skills to improve emotional intelligence right yes. So we'll put them up one at a time and we'll just go through them so let's uh whoops let's look at skill Heather you could put up skill one when you get a second so skill one self-love yeah, self-love is basically your self-esteem and also knowing yourself. So mm. if I see a lot of people that they kind of try to compensate for their lack of self-esteem, so they're overly like, you know, strong when they don't need it because mm -hmm. maybe their the self-esteem is not as high. So it changed their behavior according to what they think of themselves. You know, sometimes you can talk to somebody and you're like, my God, what did I do? I just asked a question, you know, mm -hmm. like that person, yeah. is like, you know, so that that's the number one is knowing yourself. And um, by the way, uh, you can do some um, assessment. I think it's very uh, popular, you know, the Myers-Briggs, the DISC mm -hmm. assessment. And these are nice personality assessment that not too expensive, kind of give you an idea what kind of person you are. And mm -hmm. then it helps you communicate with others. Mm. It helps you knowing yourself a little bit more. Especially if you know their assessment, like what where they fall on that. We just went through this a little bit internally. So yeah, I hear what you're oh, saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, what what are you? Did you do the disc? Which assessment? I have not personally done it. I'm going to do it probably soon, but I have not done it yet. I did one a long time ago, but it was um, 
a different one, but I can't really remember the the results. But yeah, they're very helpful, very insightful. When I read it, I was like, wow, this nailed it. You know, it is very insightful. Actually, I did um, a workshop, a communication workshop for a contractor, a mechanical contractor. And they reached out because they were a little bit puzzled about their team. You know, they wanted to know what's going on, how they can work together. And when I mapped all their, their personality together, they didn't have anybody on the influence. Everything was like dominance, analytical and teamwork. And then I was like, who's doing your sales? You know, it's like, that was like the influencer, the, the spotlight, yeah. the, the friendliness and this really help out the team as working together and also with the client, right? Mm -hmm. So if you work with a client, you work an architect, what kind of personality they are. Mm -hmm. I, I give you an example, Tony. I went to, um, uh, on a hospital project, okay? They, I, I went there for a chiller work and um, I show up in the um, maintenance and facility manager's office and on his desk, that was like a little poster showing is this personality results. Mm. Okay. And then I'm sure that my coworker didn't notice nothing. Okay. But mm -hmm. I saw it. And then I came in and I show that he had more analytical. Um, uh, it was strong analytical mm -hmm. and also the D, which is dominance. Okay. So when I came in, I knew that this person, I needed to go into the details. And I needed also to show him the big results. I needed to talk about money and what's going to go. But if I would have come and just say, oh, yeah, don't worry. We're going to fix your chiller and this is this and that and go, mm -hmm. it would have not gone. It would have not worked. But because I looked, right. I knew what kind of personality, I addressed it. And I went into the details and one by one. And then I was like, okay, it was so much easier on the relationship on the communication and also on the sales, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's the first, uh, that's the first one that I could say, basically, I'm not going to go into details. Otherwise you can just read the book. You get the I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Skill one, self-love skill two. Uh, and this is the six, we're going over the six skills. If you want to develop more emotional intelligence. So skill two, maintaining self, I like this one, maintaining self-control. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, Tony, let me ask you, do you remember, uh, the, I think the Oscar when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? I have seen that. Yes. So what do you think? Do you think that was a lack of self-control? I think he probably, well, I don't know if he regrets it or not. I sure would regret it after the backlash I would get from that, but yes, look like a, <laughs> yeah, so not much self-control there. Exactly. So self-control, especially on national TV, is, you know, not so good. Imagine going to work and slapping somebody because you don't like what they said. So mm -hmm. I, I know that sometimes this, the topic can be very, very mean or something can be very bad mm -hmm. uh, to the point of slapping that person. It's a whole different story. So um, self-control is very important. But what you can do is knowing who pushes your button. Yep. You know, who and what pushes your button. If you know you're working in a project with a person, you don't necessarily getting along. Instead of going there to that meeting or working the entire project and always being like strong, oh my God, I'm going to see that person and mm. being aggressive with that person and having a bad attitude, then maybe since you're aware, maybe change your, mm -hmm. the, your, your demeanor and have a better attitude and mm. knowing it will make a huge difference. Just what do you the self-awareness. Yes. Just being aware. Yeah. It's so important. I, you know, 
I know no one lis- no one listening has ever done this, but I've sent a few emails in my younger years that I regretted sending, right? And once you send those, they're gone. Like you can't get them back. And, you know, someone told me once to pause, you know, just sleep on it and send it, take a fresh look at it in the morning. Or, you know, even today, sometimes I might have someone look at it and say, hey, how does it, I'm trying to say this in a professional way. Does it come off that way? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes no, you might want to relook at that. So just being aware is, yeah, I like it. For yeah, sure. we, we call it the 24 hour rule, Tony. Have you heard about oh, it? Oh, I have not heard it that way. Yeah. The 24 hour rule is when you get that email and you're like super mad and you're like, daka, 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 daka. that was me before, <laughs> you know, daka, 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 press send and then yeah. go and then the battle started. That's his fault. That's her fault. This is it until my boss would show up and say, Kareen. What's going on? Time out, right? Right. Exactly. Time out. (laughs) But I think it's such a good thing to talk about because we just don't talk about it that much, you know. And it's like it's so super important. And we we try to do a a good a good job of that communicating well. And and good communication is so super important. The self-control, it's funny story. I I the self-control thing. Sometimes I'll say something, my wife will say something, and I'll say something back. And as the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, why are you saying that? (laughs) That's probably not a great idea, you know. I know nobody, you know. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. We'll move on to the next one, <laughs> unless you had any more on self-control. No, I'm good. Actually, you bring a very good point between the professional and the personal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you work yeah. on it, <clears throat> it helps both. And I, I, this is what I like. It, I like that the fact that you can improve yourself at home, mm-hmm. you can improve yourself at work. This is just not like a work thing or a personal thing. It's, it's everywhere in your life. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. So thanks for bringing this up. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, you know, the real work's at home. <laughs> it's easy at work. It's like where the real, when you're at home and no one's watching, that's where you really, you have, you know, you, you, that's where the rubber meets the road, right? So it's like, that's the true, the true person. Um, yeah, so that's good. Super important. If you want to grow, you have to do it in all aspects, right? Practice yeah. it everywhere. So yeah, very yeah. good. Okay. We're getting deep. We're getting deep into this stuff. This is good. Okay. So skill number three, practicing self-discipline. Yes. So basically your habit, you know, what do you do to help yourself and control yourself and Mm -hmm. knowing what, what, what helps you or not. So I use a little habit tracker, you know, about reviewing my day. Like every night I go to sleep and I do, you know, affirmation. I also review my day. I take one minute. I'm like, okay, how did I behave today? Is there anything that I could have improved? Did I say something bad? Did I see something? Did I speak up? I'll give you an example. Last week, I had one of um, the team send an email, and the email was pretty aggressive. And I mm-hmm. basically, I called that person and I says, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, like... You know that email? I love it. I, yeah. I mean, I rewrote this email four times and I'm like, wow, thank God, because <laughs> it came out a little strong. Yeah, you know? right, right. So, I hate to see the first version, right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, just reviewing your day, trying to see how you're doing. Uh, the sleeping is also like uh, mm-hmm. super important. So this is how I do it. Just a habit tracker to see, stay on it, basically. Is there a difference between discipline and routine? Is that the same thing? Do you think, or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, good question. To be disciplined or having a routine. Kind of look at the, them as the same thing. I think the routine help being disciplined. Ah, okay. You know, if you don't have yeah. any routine, then it's very hard, you know. And to be disciplined, you need you need willpower. And 
in the morning you have all the willpower in the world, you know, but by, by the end of the night, you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired. You know, I don't oh, feel like being nice yeah. to my kids. I don't feel being nice to my wife because they're next to me and I was nice all day. And now I have to still have my emotions in check and mm -hmm. react and respond correctly. And it's hard. I, I give you an example. Mm -hmm. My dad uh, is an HVC teacher. So he's retired now, but he taught me plumbing and fire protection. It's so cute. And um, he would go all day with his students. So he would teach and always be on. So when mm -hmm. he would come home, he was sometimes not, you know, the mm -hmm. most patient man in the world. And um, yeah. now that I think about it, is it's probably it. You know, he was tired. Yeah. He didn't have the willpower anymore. And I, everybody, all his students were like, oh, my God, your dad is awesome. Your dad is always happy. <laughs> and I'm like, are we talking about the same dad? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so it was maybe yeah. a little bit more impatient, a little more rough, you know. And now that I'm older, I understand yeah. what he went through and what was going on. Yeah. And it's like I mentioned earlier, it's really hard to stay on your game, you know. It's, yeah, it sure. It takes a lot of energy to, to be able to respond and react to emotions. That's great. Really good stuff. I'm learning a lot. That's good. Okay, so number four on the six skills to gaining or growing in emotional intelligence, give recognition and receive appreciation. I think we're moving into, we were talking about self-awareness in general. Now we're talking about social awareness. So it, the first part was on, was us. And now it's on the world, that kind of thing, like inward versus outward. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for pointing this out. Yeah. The first three on self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So you take care of yourself, but what about others? Right. Mm. We work in team, especially in HVAC. Oh, my God. All the discipline that working together mm -hmm. when we do those projects, we need to work in team. So when you give uh, recognition, basically it increases engagement by 60 percent. OK, wow. so it's a mm. big number. So we kind of forget about others. Um I had I did a presentation in Toronto, I think in 2018. And after my presentation, an engineer came and he's like, Karine, I have good self-awareness, but I could care less about others. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I don't I, I just want to do my things, you know. And I told him, I said, Well, you're working with others, you're working in a team. So it's very difficult. We need to to kind of just focus on yourself. But the fact that he knew that he told me, then I, it, it kind of, it's, it's a good thing, right? Because now mm -hmm. you can work on it. And um, small little things about recognition is like um, just a simple, like, thank you, I'm sorry. Um, I like to, in my little habit tracker that I have, mm -hmm. I like to send three cards per month. Okay, mm -hmm. so either thank you, either uh, uh, I'm thinking about you or I appreciate you or, you know, on LinkedIn, you can, mm -hmm. you can put those, those things about, hey, uh, you're such a super coworker. Mm -hmm. I appreciate working with you. I don't know about you, Tony, but when I receive a little thank you card, I'm super excited. It's like, so nice. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially when it's handwritten and you receive it and you're. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. I got one, I've gotten a few over the last year and I could remember each of them, you know, cause they were, cause you don't get them very often. So when you get them, it's really nice. Yeah. Do you keep them? Because I keep them yeah, all yeah. right here in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then Absolutely. I'm like, why are we keeping those, right? But it makes a big difference. And when you work together and you receive something yeah. like that, then you just want to work harder. Absolutely. And I, I, I have found like helping others when you can is really rewarding. Like it's really nice, you know, and I don't walk around like a selfless guy a hundred percent of the time, but I do try to, like I had a meeting yesterday with somebody and we were able to help them out. And it was like, I was even went home and told my wife, well, it was great. It was a great meeting today. Like I met with this, this gentleman and he's one of the VPs at our company and, you know, I got to help him out and it was just such a good feeling to be able to be in a position to do that. So it's really nice for sure. My first presentation I did as a National Distinguished Lecturer was October 2017 at the San Diego chapter. Mm -hmm. And I thought I gave a crap presentation because, you know, my standards are very high. I want to yep. be perfect, you know, not good enough. That's one of my limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And um, after the presentation, it was my first one, right? Mm -hmm. I go home and, you know, I beat myself up. And, um, and then I receive a card in the mail with a little Starbucks card from the San Diego chapter that says, thank you so much for coming. You were amazing. And I was mm. like, what? That's I, great. I, you made a big difference. You know, all of these, you had a big impact. And I was like, wow, it, it, it just helped me so much because yeah. we're so hard on ourselves, and we forget we're in the hamster wheel, right? We work, mm -hmm. we work, we work. And suddenly you receive a little card like that. You're like, oh, wow, thank you so much. You know, so... That's then awesome. it changes your behavior, increase emotional intelligence. It's part of the human skills. What a great reminder. I definitely could improve in that area. So thanks for, thanks for that skill number four, for sure. Okay. So skill five, connect to collect. I'm interested to learn more about that. Yes. So um, we communicate a lot, right, Tony? You, this is what you do. Podcast, mm -hmm. you talk to your team. But do you actually connect? Okay, so... You, one step above the communication. How well do you know your coworker? How mm. well do you know the people that you interview, uh, your friends? Um, it's really, if you don't have the connection, the, connect, the communication is just not enough. Mm -hmm. And in sales, it's, it's a big deal. You know, the, the, how you do that is basically the listening part. Mm -hmm. are, are you curious? Are you asking questions? Are you removing the spotlight from yourself and putting on others? Um, I give you an example. Um, I love to give that example. I went to do a presentation in Colombia in uh, South America, and it was on emotional intelligence that was at the Akari show, a refrigeration show. Mm -hmm. I go to the Starbucks, and instead of being on my phone like everybody else, you know, like uh, texting, and checking my emails, ordering and leaving, I decided to talk to the, the cashier and the barista and practice mm -hmm. my Spanish, right? And we're having conversation and it's fun. There is nobody else, you know, on, in the line. So it's very quiet. And at the end, I received my cup and on, on it, I have a super cute message that says, Karina, bellos, hoyos como tú, like beautiful eyes, something like that. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh. Oh, this is so cute. Uh, thank you so much, guys. And nice. that's the difference between do I communicate the, what coffee I want or mm -hmm. do I connect with the people mm, that I'm ordering I totally coffee? get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Like one of the marketing guys I listen to a lot, Heather and I 
have a sheet where we put down like to remember what's important, right? Like when we're doing, especially we, 90% of what we do is online or Heather and I do is online as far as presentations and this kind of stuff. And there's a, there's a quote that says something like, you know, the brands that can connect in a real way are the ones that will win, right? They're the ones that will attract an audience. And so we try to do, we try to, it's one of the reasons why you're here. So we're trying to make this more human and connect in a real way. Like we're not robots. We are people we all have feelings. We all have days that are not going well, you know, and it's not all about just selling HVAC equipment, right? Like, of course, we exist to, the business grows by selling HVAC, but there's so much more to that. You know, we are people and we want to help. And when you connect in a real way and you and you are true partners with people, your business grows naturally. Like it's the the best way to grow your brand online is to give away what you know and help others to be more successful. And then it just it just flows from that. It's like any other relationship, right? Absolutely. Because when you think about it, when I got that little note, do you think I wanted to go back the next day for my coffee there? Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yep. It's like, do you think I told all my friends about it? Absolutely. So this is just an example of a coffee because this is the first thing that came to mind. But mm -hmm. imagine in your work with your client, if you're like that, if you actually connect, you really spend a little bit more time to find out about their family, where they went to vacation, just that little thing instead of just going straight to the project or mm -hmm. you know, doing what you have to do. And that will make a huge difference in, uh, in your human skills, like in emotional intelligence, basically. I love it. Excellent. Okay. On our path to skill six, let's see, skill six. The last skill here is empathy is not for the weak. Yes. You said it earlier a little bit about uh, putting yourself in other shoe, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So empathy is like super important, and I, I have a ten. I think we have a tendency to kind of be harsh on others. You know, if I know I was like, oh, this person, you know, always arrived to work late, or mm -hmm. you know, or even with the reviews. Do, do you think like mm. the reviews, it's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm a Yelp elite. And I think out of all my reviews, I think I have 10 that are bad because <laughs> I like to give the benefit of the doubt. And I, I like to be nice and thinking, hey, if maybe the restaurant was not good or maybe the server was not very nice, it's maybe because they had a bad day or maybe they just went yes. to wake yeah. up. Maybe they didn't sleep well. And like... I'm the you same know, way, right? Are you the same yeah. way? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, if I listen to a podcast and there is one bad episode, do you think I'm going to go out and say like one star, you know, no way, Jose, right. I'm just going to go and listen a couple others and like, oh yeah, that was onesie twosie. I have bad days too. I'm yep. not perfect either. This is empathy, putting yourself in others' shoes and it's hard to do. If you need practice with that and you're listening, try and do what we're doing right now and <laughs> do some stuff on social media because you'll get some comments and 99% of our stuff is great, but I'll get that one out of a hundred and I'll be like, you know, I'm immediately want to respond. You know, this is where self-control comes in and empathy too and realize, okay, it's not about me. They're just, maybe they're having a bad day and they're responding negatively to some, but so super important. Yeah. The kind candor was, I think what we were talking about earlier with the empathy, like putting yourself in other people's place. So, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's super important. It's like the, the last one, but it's like, it, it's a difference maker. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And I like to break the chain. So if I'm in a group of people and then I hear mm -hmm. somebody like 
complaining or saying something. I'm like, but wait, what if have you thought? And then, oh, it changes the perspective mm -hmm. instead of just ganging up, you know? Oh yeah, you know? And of course, you know, sometimes I forget I'm, I'm not perfect. This is the thing with emotional intelligence is it's a constant work in progress. Yeah. It's, you're never done. You can never say like, okay, well, I work on emotional intelligence now. I, I work on my human skills. I'm done. You know, it's like I'm getting my certification. It, it's it's not like this, right? You, yeah. you have to keep working. And I see it like um, if you're going kayaking or if you paddle board, if you stop paddling, you're just going to start drifting. And then you're going to go back to your old self. So you just keep going one step at the, the time. And I like to say small step, big results. So you go mm. slow, small little things, and at the end, it will make a huge difference. Excellent advice. Okay, that's a great way to finish those amazing skills, six of them. Um, a couple comments here, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. So Mark Fly says, this, this is a great, great question. Has remote working... It has remote working, keeping younger engineers from developing the important communication skills, do you think? Oh, that's a good question, Mark. Um, the less interaction, well, may, of course, it makes a big difference. You don't have to work so hard. You don't have to see people. But uh, I don't know. I'm thinking, what do you think, Tony? I think it could. Yeah. I think it could do that, honestly. I think there's a good mixture um, I know for me when it, there was COVID and I, and I don't mind being alone sometimes. And yeah. I was working out of the garage at home. We have a, a garage I converted into an office because of COVID and we didn't have this office here. And it, I was way, I was ready to go back to the office, you know, for me personally. So I, I think, especially if you're new, like it's really healthy to be part of a team and be around people. And I learned a lot in the office when I was starting just by osmosis, like I'd hear somebody talking about a job they did or something they were working on. And I learned a lot that way. So that's my two cents. You know, Tony, I feel like when you're virtual, uh, it's easy to shut down your camera. It's, it's easy to check out. It's mm. and when you go in person, you, you cannot do that. So I think Mark is, is, uh, is right on this. Like uh, I do a lot of presentation virtually Mm -hmm. And I have to beg people, please turn on your camera. I don't want to talk to black box. Yeah. It's yeah. like when I would do a presentation in person, would you guys put like a bag over your face? Would we <laughs> turn off the lights in the meeting room and I would just talk to you without seeing you? It's like, right. it's the same exact thing. It, I'm doing a training. I'm doing a lunch and yeah. learn. I'm like, why would you guys act like that? It's the same thing. And what if you would have to give the training? What if you did talk and do a presentation in front of architect or an owner and they would all shut down their camera? If they would not say anything, not respond, how would you feel? It's, it's so tough. So yeah. I, it makes it easier. It makes it like for everybody to kind of, oh, I don't care. I'm going to shut down and everybody's doing it. So yeah, yeah. It, if you are one of those, think about it. <laughs> it's yeah, very difficult yeah. for the person doing it. And uh, it's so. a lot more fun when there's engagement. That's why we like doing a lot of these online live because there's a lot more engagement. But I totally could relate to the sitting there staring at the screen like, hello, is anyone there? Can I get some feedback? You might, you yeah. might hear a, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Good job, Tony. <laughs> I really love that you do that online. I like the platform you use. I love how interactive you are 
how you switch things, you make it interesting. So good job. You're, you're no, doing thank great. you. No, we, well, we appreciate it. And we, uh, Cody says being vulnerable is human. Uh, definitely a way to humanize the HVAC industry. I think that's a great comment. Thank you, Cody. And Jimmy Hunt, our, one, of our, one of our guys down there in Greenville, says one of the engineering firms he works with used to have specific color-coded uh, name tags that indicated the type of personality he had so you can relate to them more effectively. Hmm. Pretty cool Very idea. Good. There is an engineering office in LA as well that does that. You go to their cubicle and there is like a little post and shows what kind of personality they are. So when you go talk to them, you know exactly how to engage with them. Very good. Okay, excellent. What a great show. What a great podcast. What an amazing Yay. guest. I hope you'll come back. Why don't you tell folks how they can get your book and connect with you. And before you do that, if you have to go, please like and share this video. That would be great. Comment if you want. Um, and if you're watching this in the future, all of Kareen's uh, information will be in the description of this podcast. It'll also be on YouTube as a video. You can just look down in the description there if you want to connect with Kareen or Insight Partners or get her book or anything like that. So Kareen, talk a little bit about your book and your, your podcast or how else they can connect with you and then we'll wrap it up. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much, Tony, for giving me the opportunity Uh like we said before, you know, we help each other. The HVC is a small industry. So um, I wrote this book. I published it in January uh, 2022. So it's been a year and a half now. Super excited. You can get it on Amazon. And uh, if you don't really like to read, I also have the Audible version. And the Audible version is read by me. And I have like a little... Um, uh, what is it like a, a little, um, a little something that says, please be careful. If you purchase this audible, <laughs> it's my accent. You may not understand every word. I tried oh. my best <laughs> and actually Tony is listening to it. So it's available ebook on paper, audible on Amazon. And, um, I basically wrote that book because I wanted to have a bigger impact. I wanted to tell mm -hmm. my story I was once, you know, didn't have very good emotional intelligence. I went through a big transformation. And in the book, you will listen you will listen or read a lot of my stories of how I was, how I became. I'm still working on it. And you have a bigger impact by a book than just by doing conferences and presentations. So mm -hmm. I did over 100 presentations. I do about 20 a year but there's so many people per presentation with the book, you just have a bigger impact. So a bigger legacy. So thank you so much, uh, Tony, for giving me the opportunity for that. Very important. Super, super glad you came. Thanks, Kareen. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. And if you could stick around, you and I will hang out in the back room. We'll put the timer on here for a few minutes, then we'll hook back up. And thank you all so much for watching. Please like this, share it, you know, connect with us and, uh, Thank you so much for supporting us and, and your help. We appreciate it. Kareen, I'll see you in a minute. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>